We're here today with a special guest who is coming off a brand new announcement. Really appreciate that you're willing to join us here. Rep Cooper, how are you? Doing fine, Justin. Always good to talk to you and the good folks at the holler. We appreciate that you make the time. Last night, there was a vote to pass these, what we're calling racially gerrymandered Republican maps that carve up Nashville into three pieces. Doesn't seem to be a coincidence that you're making this announcement the next day. Is that fair to say? Yeah, the legislature is 100% of the reason I'm not running for re-election because their gerrymandering not only hurts the racial minorities in Nashville, it hurts everybody in Nashville. Nashville, our capital city, has been a proud uh, place, a political capital for 230 years. But now the power is being transferred to Clarksville, Cookville, and places like Columbia. How much thought did you give to running anyway? Oh, I was clearly intending to run. I've raised a million two in funds, far more than any other candidate in Tennessee. I was ready to go with any sort of decent map. But look at it. You know, you can't even describe the salamander gerrymander that they did to the different Nashville folks. It's cruel. It's intentional. John Ryder, the Republican guru, is quoted in the Tennessee Journal, basically saying, hide your tracks, no texts, no emails, because they knew they were doing dirty work. They just didn't want it, a court case filed that could overturn it. Right. And so when you saw the map, did you give any thought to just like going for it and Oh, yeah. I studied it carefully. See, I represented 30 of Tennessee's 95 uh, rural counties. I know country folks. I was raised in Shovel, Tennessee, and these are wonderful people. But at least in the current era, it is very difficult for anybody from Nashville, anybody with a D after their name, to have much credibility. One day that will change, but uh, we're a long way from uh, the days when we had a competitive two-party system in Tennessee. I don't have the clip here to pull up, but I I just want to point out the things that are being said by the Republicans. First of all, last night, Harold Love said it'll diminish the influence of African-American voters. Senator Brenda Gilmore, who stood up and said the maps hurt her. Rep Mitchell stood up and said, let's keep a straight face when you say that there's no political consideration in drawing that map. But the the comebacks from Senator Johnson and Pat Marsh were, oh no, now they're going to have three congressmen (laughs) representing Nashville. When you hear them say that almost as though they're doing it for Nashville, what do you think? Well, if you look at the powerful people in the legislature, and they're really running our state now, Governor Lee will automatically sign whatever they give him. Randy McNally, the lieutenant governor, isn't chopping up his county three ways. Cameron Sexton, the Speaker of the House, isn't chopping up his county three ways. They're being insincere at best uh, when they make that argument. The Tennessee Democratic Party has come out and said they're prepping a lawsuit. There have been other lawsuits. There was, I I think, just a successful one in Alabama. Do you have any sense of the chances of success of a lawsuit? Well, I fully support litigation. I've been talking to every lawyer I can find. Uh, None of them have made a persuasive case to me so far because under the Voting Rights Act and laws like that, we're not like Memphis. And it's harder to bring a case in our area than in uh, Memphis. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. And I'm afraid the old-fashioned work of winning rural counties in Tennessee is the primary job. And many Tennessee Democrats are not interested in doing that. That's a shame because that's really where democracy starts at the grassroots level. You have to be competitive in every county in Tennessee. What would your advice be for a Democrat who's going to step in this race, take this on? Well, Justin, you know, as a previous congressional candidate, it's hard, especially if you're not born and raised in Tennessee. It takes a lot of uh, name recognition. It takes a lot of trust. Oftentimes it takes a lot of money to run a campaign. All those things are hard to come by. It also takes... um, a willingness to live in the national media environment because that's increasingly poisonous. Oh, we lost him. A couple of reactions as this announcement has been made. This is his brother, the mayor of Nashville, saying it's a loss for Nashville and Washington. Jim 
is a leader with deep expertise and a great heart. Remind me, I know I should have had this before we came on here. How many years have you been in there? 32 years overall, and that's in two different districts. So I'm the third longest serving congressman in Tennessee history. That's amazing. And have you put any thought into what it's going to be like to not be Congressman Jim Cooper anymore? It's basically been your first name as long as most people have known you. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. <laughs> I guess that's one way of looking at it. You're part of a rash of retirements here. You're the 29th Democrat to announce you're not running for re-election because of an upward climb to keep control of the House. Do you have any thoughts about what Democrats are facing in 2022 nationally? And is there any hope for Democrats to retain the House? Well, if history is any guide, it's against us. The Biden administration needs to boost its popularity. Remember, I'm a blue dog Democrat. And I get along with people of goodwill in the other party. I reject a Trumpism. And uh, sadly, that's taken over the Republican Party. But one day they'll return to their senses. It's important to listen to good ideas, whatever their source. And Democrats aren't perfect. We're not always right. Oftentimes, Republicans have good ideas. And it's important to talk with them on an equal basis and listen to what they have to say. Because without mutual respect, there's going to be no respect at all. As I say, Trump folks are outliers. But Regular Republicans aren't bad folks. Independents are great folks. You know, we just need to talk about the issues, figure out the best solution. And that's the way we all move ahead. It sounds like you think there's hope for democracy. I must admit, I am nervous about where things are going. You know, we've seen things like reports of Trump trying to seize those voting machines. There was a voicemail from a Trump aide to state reps about sending you know, other electors, steadily replacing a lot of election workers. How is your sense of where democracy stands right now, how much peril are we really in? And, you know, do you have any fear that elections won't matter soon? We are in peril if Democrats give up and uh, stop working at the grassroots level and stop voting. It's a two-party system and we can't uh, let them win by default, which oftentimes we've been doing. It's a struggle and there are darker chapters in American history. Uh, if you look at Joe Grinspan's new book, The Age of Acrimony, it points out how the 50 years after uh, the Civil War. There was a congressman murdered every seven years. Three presidents were assassinated. And guess what? Voter turnout was at all-time highs. Then the progressive era came, and we cleaned up a lot of the government mess. People were not assassinated as much. And guess what? Voter turnout plummeted. We've got a lot of work to do uh, to uh, not sink to the levels of the post-Civil War era, uh, but it's going to take everybody working. And that can start at home through civic club participation, church participation, reaching out to friends and neighbors and just being neighborly. That shouldn't be hard. And uh, it's important to have different ideas, different uh, discussions. You mentioned Lisa Donovan Parker. I'm one of our biggest fans. Uh-oh. see a lot of your comments. I think some people are wishing that he would run anyway, which is understandable. I think a lot of people are expressing their appreciation for 32 years. 32 years is a long time. 32 years. I see people talking about term limits. Yeah, I think that's a fair thing to talk about. Hard to make a case against some form of term limits. I'd be curious what he thinks about that. My questions for him, if he comes back, what is he going to do next? Is there anything else that he would think about running for? I'd love to know if he's going to be willing to help whoever does run for this seat as a Democrat. Obviously, a lot of institutional knowledge, a lot of name value, a lot of recognition, and definitely seems like whoever ends up as the nominee would be well served to have help of Jim Cooper. Carlos, our friend is asking correctly that this area will now have three reps instead of just one. That depends how you look at it. Uh, it will be carved into three pieces. Three different districts will have a piece of Nashville, but 
chances are the people who represent those districts won't be living in Nashville. And because of the way they'll be carved up, Nashville itself will have a much smaller level of influence on that representative. And, you know, then the way the numbers look, it looks like there will be three Republicans. So a state that has 40% Democrats will have one of nine congressmen and a city that has, I think, 41% African-American voters or minority voters, one of those two, uh, will now not have a Democratic representative. So, you know, even though Republicans are saying that this was done in a nonpartisan way, we all know that that's not true. I see somebody asking, don't Democrats do this also? The answer is absolutely yes. It's just as bad when Democrats do it. So I don't think there's any good faith. And this is another question that I'd love to ask him. Do you think there's a good faith argument against independent, nonpartisan committees drawing these maps rather than partisan legislators drawing these maps? Red or blue, this is something we should all be able to agree on. Because when representatives pick voters, rather than voters picking representatives, you end up with representatives who are entrenched, who don't have to be answerable to the people. And that's when a lot of bad things happen both ways, not talking about Democrat or Republican. It just so happens we're a Republican supermajority here. So it's Republicans who do this stuff. Senator Brenda Gilmore last night talking about the new maps. It actually hurts me as an African-American because I think it undermines the equal protection of black voters in ways that we have not seen in decades. Davidson County, Nashville will have three United States congressmen. You may not see that as a benefit, and I respect your opinion, but I think that clearly it is. I am hurt personally by the map that is being presented.